Hello, everyone. My name is Terrence Fox with iAdvise. Welcome to this morning's live stream, Fueling a DTC Strategy with Rich and Personalized Customer Engagement. And happy August, the time of year for last-minute vacations or staycations, uh, and the time of year where it's probably appropriate to cut the sweatpants you've been wearing since March at the knees for some more weather-appropriate attire. And it's been a wild summer, uh, to say the least. If we look at sweatpants as any indicator uh, for the retail market and what's going on today, uh, we've seen the, the explosion of the top half dress code, I'll say, uh, lead to pain for brands like Neiman Marcus, Men's Warehouse, Joseph A. Bank, uh, Loft, etc. This casualization for today's consumer, uh, as one example, has changed quite a bit. And uh, still leaning on the sweatpants example for change today, retail sales for clothing dropped 79% in April, the largest decline ever. Uh, but sweatpants sales soared 80%. So obviously times have changed. Buying has changed. Items that were once deemed essential have been deprioritized, like business and work attire. And in a previous live stream, I mentioned a stat by McKinsey that says 75% of consumers have changed how, where, and why they're buying products today. So for brands, the need to develop a relationship and create a lasting memorable experience with their consumer is increasingly important today. Now, one such item that I'll put next to sweatpants uh, for this coronavirus um, is the same item that they're also using to shop with today, their cell phone. Whether they're shopping from the lawn, their couch, consumers are leaning on their cell phones more than ever as the focus has become increasingly digital. And if you're anything like me and you're concerned about damaging your phone or have a young one around the house that seems to have water constantly hovering over your phone, you've likely got your phone covered with a protective case. And in this example, it's an OtterBox life-proof case. Now, looking at OtterBox, uh, like many companies and startups, they began out of a garage. They were founded in 1998 in Fort Collins, Colorado, and they designed premium protective cases for uh, cell phones and smartphones and tablets. A, a team of innovators, uh, you may also know them for their uh, other product line, the outdoor coolers, and the commercials they had running for those coolers where they actually showed a bear attacking the cooler to show off its resiliency and durability. Uh, but they're also a team that's focused on giving back and they have their Otter Cares Foundation, which has been committed to inspiring kids to change the world for the better. Now, our guest today uh, is the Director of E-Commerce for Otterbox and its brands, which also includes LifeProof and Leviri Packaging Solutions. He's an innovator, uh, former pro hockey player and all-around digital guru, Patrick Waller. Uh, Pat, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Can you hear me? I can, yeah, loud and clear. Thanks for having me, Terrence. Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you, of course. Uh, and, and for those of you who don't know, Pat and I uh, each have young ones at home, so we're probably a little over-caffeinated and overwhelmed for this conversation today. Um, <laughs> but... Before we jump into business, Pat, I, I wanted to ask you a few questions I like to ask our guests to get kind of a pulse on, uh, you know, what you're learning, what you're trying to learn, et cetera. So um, can you share an example of a book you've read lately or something that you're reading currently that you've enjoyed or uh, has taught you something? 
Um, well, the book that I read most often uh, and probably from start to finish on a daily basis is Good Night Moon um, to my one-year-old twins. Don't know if you've, uh, if you've read that one yet. Yes, I have it written on the back of my hand. Remember. <laughs> um, but that's a good one that can go on forever as you say good night to everything else in the room. Um, but on a more serious note, um, a couple of good books that I, one that I recently finished is Five Levels of Leadership by John Maxwell. Um, which is a really good one about leadership principles. Um, and one that's probably very relevant to today's conversation is a book called They Ask, You Answer by Mark Sheridan, uh, where he talks about how online experiences can really be focused on answering customer questions um, mm -hmm. to drive your overall business. Oh, okay, very interesting. Um, and Pat, the next question I wanted to ask you, um, and I, wanted to ask this because I can think of my own experiences. Um, the question is, you know, tell us about a memorable digital experience you had uh, and if you are still shopping from that brand today uh, and, and why you are. Uh, but the reason I like to ask this question is because I've had experiences where someone's gone above and beyond or shown themselves, uh, uh, you know, I'll say given far more resources to me than maybe I deserved and maybe I didn't even end up buying. But that sort of experience has, has kept me coming back and improved my retention as a customer. Do you have a similar experience or have you, do you have a brand that you prefer because of something like this? So I'm typically on the other end of this question. It's one of my favorite questions to ask people. Um, and I feel like Amazon comes up as the most answered. Uh, I'm really impressed. One digital experience I've had uh, most recently this week, at a local restaurant down the street from me in Toronto has moved all of their pickup orders online via a website. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a really impressive, seamless experience uh, to order online, check out via credit card, and then you can just pick up at the restaurant. Um, more around kind of direct to consumer, I actually bought my parents um, a Casper mattress online. They were having a hard time finding a mattress during COVID. And uh, I, I went in and did it all for them via Casper. Um, that was a, a really good digital experience from search all the way to MPS uh, follow-up emails. Uh, I think they're a good example. Um, one thing I would add to this is I, I'm always surprised that nobody's really figured figured out every step of the process yet. I think mm -hmm. there's a good example uh, of each um, stage of a consumer journey. However, it's very difficult for any brand or retailer today to really make it seamless from start to finish to restart. Um, so, you know, we just need to continue innovating together to see how do we, uh, how do we conquer that one day? Yeah. And innovating is the right word because, uh, I know I mentioned that stat with McKinsey, 75% of consumers are changing where they buy, how they buy, et cetera, and, and, uh, loyalty to the brand that may be pursued prior to, uh, the pandemic, uh, is up in the air. So if you can show that you're an innovator and show that, of course, that you are, um, uh, accommodating maybe is the word during this process, uh, it's it's going to win you the business. Um, and I like the example of Casper. I will add that uh, fascinated to receive a mattress from Casper and, and watch it open up as well. <laughs> Super cool. So, um, all right, let's get to business, Pat. So tell us a little bit about your market uh, and how this has obviously evolved over the years. So um, I lead our e-commerce business, both B2C and B2B globally for auto products. Um, you mentioned a little bit of background on auto products. Uh, we started off as a, a protective case uh, company to help protect pocket-sized belongings. 
um, and uh, and and really uh, grew as smartphone as smartphone um, devices grew in the market. Um, shortly after that, we we actually um, grew our brands uh, to have the LifeProof brand that you mentioned, uh, which focused on on water centric outdoor consumer opportunities. And then most recently, we've moved into the livery brand space where we're doing reusable boxes for home delivery of wine, meal kits, and perishable groceries. So we cover multiple industries depending on which brand you're looking at and the products um, that we're focused on. Uh, however, you know my my area is all e-commerce, and so how can we use um, websites or online platforms as a tool to service our customers in any of those markets with those um, three major brands? Mm. And um, so, why would you say is D to C the direct to consumer a key objective for OtterBox? So our direct to consumer business has always been important for OtterBox. Um, uh, the Autobox brand is over 20 years old, and uh, if you can imagine, um, you know, an entrepreneur starting a company 20 years ago, um, Kurt Richardson, our founder, he actually included uh, his personal phone number on our website at the time um, to to make sure that he was able to get customer sentiment and get customer feedback about his product. As a proud engineer, he wanted to stand by his high quality products, and uh, ever since then, we've we've done the same approach, and so. We have our, our um, customer service phone number always available um, for consumers to call. Uh, however, for us, you know, with the growing uh, e-commerce um, uh, opportunity in the world and the shifting landscape of consumers shopping more and more online, that's become more and more important for us today, not only just from a sales perspective, but also just from a consumer service perspective. How do we support our customers on a day-to-day -day basis online um, within their shopping journey. Mm. And, and so uh, let's talk a little bit about your online sales strategy. Um, what would you say is your main strategy to drive customer acquisition for OtterBox? So uh, customer acquisition, um, I, I typically like to, to bridge out beyond just an acquisition strategy. Um, so our strategy overall is to really, how do we grow our brand? Um, within our target market, um, if it's Autobox or LifeProof, it would be smartphone users. Uh, how do we how do we enable them to stay connected? Um, and and we strongly believe that uh, once you know consumers use one of our products from either of those brands, they will most likely use it for life. Um, and that brand loyalty really fuels our overall strategy, whether it comes to acquisition or retention, um, because we're not only focused on driving new customers to our store. But we're also focused on how do we invest in our website or our online experience to be able to support existing customers through things like reviews, frequently asked questions, um, even uh, warranty support if, uh, if the product's getting banged up. Um, so we firmly believe that our direct-to-consumer relationship doesn't really start or stop at that acquisition phase um, or at a purchase phase. It's really how do we, how do we balance our overall pre-purchase and post-purchase service that, uh, that differentiates our, uh, our online strategy. And so um, I know uh, you've called on your expert community. You have passionate customers that share advice online. Uh, I'd like to say I'm one such customer. This is a life proof that's very old. Uh, so it does look a little beat up, but it takes only having one cell phone dropped in water to really get behind protecting these things. 
Um, why did you decide to call on your expert community as a part of this strategy? So uh, I, I, I really believe that e-commerce strategies are, are self-service uh, focused. Um, and, and, you know, since the dot-com boom, consumers have been going online to really service themselves rather than going to a store. Um, however, you can only self-service so much. Um, and, and as you grow as a company, you need to look at how can, you, how can you evolve on that service level and how can you evolve at a scalable way. And so we've, we've been, you know, continuously looking at our website to say, how do we optimize that content and functionality? For self-service, um, but how do you take that to the next level? And if somebody can't answer, you know, the the important question that they're looking to answer, how do we then look at other services such as such as the expert community that I advise provides that's able to assist that shopping experience? Um, and we've really seen you know strong results from a, a chatbot live chat um, support perspective and. If those still don't answer the questions, then we always have phone calls and emails available, um, making sure that we're able to, to answer any customer question our customers have. And without going into anything private, have you received or had any other results that you've been particularly proud of uh, from this sort of work? Yeah, yeah, I've been really impressed with the results. Uh, we found that our web store guests have been engaging really well with the chatbots and the live chat service regularly. Um, it's been great to see, you know, what type of questions uh, our consumers are asking. Um, it is a small portion of our overall guests. Uh, you know, obviously we have a high volume um, website experience across all of our brands, uh, but there are those those moments where customers need to to ask a, a question, and if a chatbot or a live expert um, is able to help and answer that question, it's it's worked out really well. Um, and beyond just answering those questions, the expert community has actually been really helpful um, sharing insights with us on how can we optimize our web content or how can we improve on our product innovation in the same way that I talked about our founder um, receiving calls from customers. Um, it's been great to have the expert community share those insights with us. Yeah, I love that example. And I remember you sharing that with me in the past, uh, putting the cell phone on the site to get customer sentiment and learn a little bit more about what they're enjoying or disliking about the products. Um, so tell us a bit more about these insights that you're capturing today. How are you using them in your strategy? And, and have you learned anything in particular that you're comfortable sharing? So the, the, uh, the customer insights through the conversations have been, uh, have been wonderful. We have, we have uh, multiple channels of, of input from customers on a regular basis, specifically to the, to the iAdvise conversation insights. Um, we've seen a steady flow of customer feedback um, when it comes to uh, looking for accessory products, uh, such as a belt clip or a screen protector to a case. Um, you know, which will inform us how we merchandise our website. Uh, we've also had questions about payment options or shipping, which would change, you know, how we we um, invest in the functionality of our website. And so all of those conversation insights um, have been really powerful uh, for us to be able to prioritize how do we improve on that overall consumer experience, um, not just on our website, but also from our product engineering standpoint. So let's get to the uh, obvious next questions about COVID and obviously its impact. Um, how has it impacted Otter products? So COVID, I mean, COVID has been challenging for all of us as a global community. Um, 
and uh and, and it's 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 um you know affected everybody in in varying ways um for us first and foremost we've really been focused on our employees and our consumers on how can we support them in such difficult time with empathy um our e-commerce business has has seen a significant increase in traffic uh, which I, I think a lot of people would expect as uh, brick and mortar stores were closed for safety reasons. People have been going online um, and we've seen them come to our web platforms, um, significant increase year over year. And so we've been working really hard on how do we support this these, these new visitors? Some of them have never actually been to our website, maybe a website um, before. Uh, so how can, we, how can we support them through the the uh, the browsing experience, like if you're walking into a store, um, as well as supporting frontline workers um, with discounts to make sure that they're getting the protective um, cases that they need to be able to work and to stay uh, safe in their uh, workplaces, um, as well as just supporting our internal teams to understand how can we how can we you know keep up with uh, consumer demand um, or consumer questions in a scalable way. Um, not only just for the the short term, but also you know opening up a lot of opportunities for long term investments to make sure that we're able to to build this out uh, as the consumer continues to shift online. Yeah, and I I do love that you led with um, caring for your employees and showing empathy for your own team. Um, I I talk a lot about the always on consumer, and now more than ever, with the increasing focus on digital, we have uh, the 24-7 always on consumers sitting on their couch, on their mobile phone, wherever they may be, shopping and and witnessing and watching you uh, as a brand. And uh, one of the things, and I believe it was McKinsey, they said that's increasingly important is brand, uh, you know, customers want to see that brands are caring for their own employees, right? Um, and we've seen wonderful examples of this in the States with Lowe's and Home Depot giving a hero pay, they've called it. Uh, so it's nice to see that it's obviously something very critically important for your team also. Um, so uh, my last question for you, Pat, is you've mentioned, and I like to ask this question because with the COVID pandemic, we've seen a tremendous jump in traffic. Uh, for a majority of my clients, it's about a 25% increase uh, most sometimes higher than that in terms of monthly traffic. Um, you mentioned automation earlier. Can you tell us a bit about uh, how these automation features and self-service and things like that have helped you deal with increasing traffic? Yeah. So the you know the automation opportunity kind of never ends, and uh, certain aspects of the website we. We've added basic functionality that uh, might not, um, you know, sound like uh, uh, an innovative, groundbreaking automation feature, um, but can actually really uh, help with a specific consumer pain point that they weren't able to do before, or that they were asking uh, one of our live agents or our customer service representative. Um, and so we've been taking in a lot of that, uh, a lot of that qualitative feedback and. And looked at how can we improve this and make it faster for our consumers to self-serve. Um, and the chatbot has been one way that we've uh, been able to do that. So for very simple, quick questions, um, users are able to uh, use a chatbot both from a pre-sales perspective and a post-sales perspective to be able to get support if they're not able to find um, the answers already on the website or not able to get the service that they were um, hoping for. And so the, the chatbot automation um, has really helped us um, keep up with 
with demand on those questions and continue to evolve um, how can we serve our consumers better um, in a scalable way. Um, and so, it, you know, it's, it's, it's been really good uh, most recently. Um, and one thing I would say for other people that are looking to how do you, how do you add automation um, is, is it, it doesn't always need to be a, a very complicated um, you know, uh, new service. Um, one thing that I advise has been really good at is is starting small and just saying test it out and review the data and then see how do you potentially scale it or how do you reinforce it um, through more automation um, so that it can it can self service itself. Um, so that's been really good. Well, wonderful. And, and Pat, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and. A fellow a new dad going through some uh, challenges. Um, so if there are any questions, I know Fritz will populate them now. If not, and you're listening, please feel free to leave a comment or a question and we'll follow up with you. Yes, there it is. Okay, so leave your questions in the comments below. Uh, but Pat, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for your time today and I wish you a happy, healthy Q4. Wonderful, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, nice to see you. Um, now, for everyone else, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, obviously, if you liked our content and liked this and found this conversation with Patrick Waller of Otterbox insightful, please remember to subscribe, like, share, and do everything you can to make sure that you're seeing and available for the next conversation, which will be September 8th, where we're going to actually review Q2 and Q3 and look forward into Q4, what we can anticipate and expect for this holiday shopping season. Uh, again, don't forget to like and subscribe, and uh, thank you all. We'll talk soon.